0: In the middle of society going crazy, in the middle of sickness and death, I won't be shaken. The Lord guides me. He directs me. Why? Because I poise Yahweh in front of me continually. Who's in front of you? Welcome to the Followers of the Way podcast. We're back, and at such a time as this. We're in the middle of some very interesting times. Civil, social, and political unrest, Disease, violence, wickedness, and spiritual apostasy are on the list describing the ugly elements of our world. We start off this message series looking to the scriptures for the blueprint for gladness, joy, safety, and rest this year and the years to come. Turn with us in your Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 16, and let's begin. Thinking about the conditions, everything that's going on, all the stuff, how long it's been. I read this Psalms and I said, this is good. to to look at this because I could see a lot of the things that were happening that God had done and is doing all wrapped up in this chapter. So it's talking about confidence in the Lord. Protect me, O God. For I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, you are my God. I have nothing good besides you. As for the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones. All my delight is in them. The sorrows of those who take another God for themselves will multiply. I will not pour out their drink offerings of blood. I will not speak their names with my lips. Lord, you are my portion. You are my cup of blessing. You hold my future. The boundary lines are falling for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful Inheritance. I will bless the Lord who counsels me, even at night when my thoughts trouble me. I always let the Lord guide me. Because He is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My body rests securely, for you will not abandon me to Sheol. You will not allow your faithful one to see decay. You reveal the path of life to me, and your presence is abundant joy. At your right hand are eternal pleasures. In the context of what's happening in society today, uh, what's happening in our lives, what's happening now. And just as we start the new year, um, it is a new year that we're starting. It started kind of rough, uh, but it is a new year. And as we started, it's always good to make sure that we are in the right frame of mind, that we have our, uh, our mindset where it should be, our thought process is where it should be, our goals is where it should be. That's why they have the thing called uh, New Year's resolutions, all that kind of stuff. Mine are pretty much always the same. They last for probably maybe a month and a half. Always has something to do with the amount of weightage, uh, kilograms or poundage. Always has something to do with that. Uh, and then it's forgotten halfway through uh, the week, actually. Uh, but anyway, uh, short-term goals. All about short-term goals. Um, but in looking at that, I was looking at confidence in the Lord. Where do we get our confidence from? Where do we get our security from? Where do we get that energy that we need to move forward? to be what we need to be, no matter what goes on around us. And especially starting off a new year with all the craziness that went on last year. So he starts off saying, protect me, God, for I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have nothing good beside you. That Those two verses kind of set the tone of where our confidence comes from. And when you look at the Hebrew, it says, I said to Yahweh, you are my Adonai. And we've often went over the names, different names for the Lord. It says, I said to Yahweh, you are my Adonai. Yahweh is that self-existing God, a uh, uh, self-sustaining God, and Adonai is master. And so David says, hey, I'm talking about my confidence in the Lord. I'm talking about how to make it through all the things that life may bring towards me. He starts off by saying, I've said to Yahweh, you are my Adonai. As we start off the year, we need to say to Yahweh, you are my Adonai. We need to have that mindset that, God, you are my master. Adonai means master. Adonai is the God who's in charge. Adonai is the God who I look to for my substance, for my source, the God I look to for my direction, the God I look to to obey, the God I look to to set the tone for my life. That's who Adonai is. And so David said, Starting off talking about confidence, I'm starting off by talking to God, Yahweh, and I'm saying, God, you are my master. What that does is it puts me in the right perspective. It puts me where I'm supposed to be. It says, okay, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to position myself in such that I am due master servant. We're going to have that relationship. And so David said, that's how I start that. And then he says, protect me, O God, for I take refuge in you. And so that word protect there or preserve means to keep or to guard or to observe or to defend or to keep safe when craziness is going all around, on all around you. David said, I'm looking to my master, my Adonai, who is Yahweh, and I'm asking you to protect me, to preserve me, to keep me safe. Now, we know David, you're talking about somebody who's going through some stuff. Uh, uh, This is early in David's career. And so half the time, either before he was king, he was being chased by Saul. He had an entire nation, one of the most powerful armies after him. And so he's hiding in cages. He's hiding in mountains. He's slipping in and out of places, putting on disguises, all this kind of stuff to stay alive. And so he has all these persecutions, all these things around me. And he's saying, I know what my confidence is in. It is in God. And so I'm saying, Yahweh, you are my master. I set up my position where I'm supposed to be first. And then I'm gonna to go to Yahweh and say, God, protect me. For I take refuge in you. I put my trust in. I confine in you. As things go on, we've got, of course, coronavirus that's been going on for, for a minute now. We got social unrest that's been going on. We got political unrest. The craziest that happened was it Wednesday? When crazy people went crazy at the Capitol. All that stuff is going on. Family situations. We got family issues, this thing, this thing. All this stuff is going around us. David says, who I'm affiliated with, vertically, puts me in position where I know that I can have protection. I can be preserved. I have defense. And I have someone I can put my hope and my trust and confide in. And that person is Yahweh. That same Yahweh who got Israel out of Egypt. That same Yahweh who split the Red Sea. That same Yahweh who followed them by a pillar of cloud in the daytime, fire at night. That same Yahweh, David says, that I can get my protection, my defense from God. And he will preserve us. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have nothing good beside you. David says that. When I look for good, the goodness that I look for is in you. When I look out of the world and I see the craziness going on, I'm like, where's the goodness? Where is hope? You know, if I look around and if I concentrate on everything that's going on, my mentality does some things. My hope does some things. David says that because I have made you, Yahweh, my Adonai, my master, I have put you, God, where you're supposed to be. I put myself where I'm supposed to be under you. Because of that, not only will you protect me, for I take refuge in you, but I have nothing good beside you. David says, all my good, God, comes from you. And he understood that. So what David does first, he starts off with God. Okay? He says, I'm getting my protection from you, God, because I'm taking refuge in you. I'm safe. My hope, I'm confiding in you. You are in control of my life. You are running my life. Then David switches from his relationship with God, vertical, to horizontal. And he talks about the people that he come in contact with. He has two different people here. He has the holy people and then he has the unholy people. He says, uh, uh, for the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones and all my delight is in them. He's showing a contradiction, first between his godly affiliation, and now he's talking social affiliation. He said there are some people who are holy. That word holy, of course, means set apart, prepared by God. Those are people who know how they imitate God. They imitate God. They reflect God. David says those people in the earth that reflect you, God, that imitate you, God, that are holy, that are set apart, those are the ones The Bible says that nobility is assigned to the other noble ones. Nobility. What's that? Greatness. Who is great? In the world. Majesty, who has excellence, who has worthiness. David says that the greatness that I'm looking for is from those people who have decided to imitate God. Those people who have decided to reflect God, those holy people, those are the people that he's going to assign greatness to. Those are the people, he said, that he gets his delight in. In contrast, verse 4, the sorrows of those who take another God for themselves will multiply. First, the holy people, the people who imitate God, Yahweh, who, by the way, is his master. And then he's talking about those who take on another God. David started off I'm going to say, Yahweh, you are my Adonai, There's a group of people who agree with me. Those are the holy people. Those are the people who are noble, where greatness is, where worthiness is, where I get my delight in, where I fellowship with, who I hang out with, who I talk to, where I get my strength from, who I make sure I'm around, I have conversations with. Those are those people. But then there are those who have decided to go after another God. And he says those people who go after other gods, the Bible says there is sorrow that follows them. And not only that, it says the sorrow will multiply. Sorrow, that's hurt. That's pain. That's misery. That's suffering. David says that when you have decided, like me, David, to tell Yahweh you are my Adonai, with that comes protection. With that comes a refuge. With that comes a goodness. But if you have decided not to make Yahweh your Adonai, he says, going after other gods, that means I said, no, I'm not going to use Yahweh as my master. I'm going to use someone or something else as my master. David said, for those people, sorrow shall follow them. Grievances shall follow them. Hurt shall follow them. Pain shall follow them. Misery shall follow them. There's a distinction. And we have to make sure even in the body of Christ, we say that God is our master. We love God. We serve God. Uh, it's great to say, but we also have to make sure that we live that. When we make other things our master, when we begin to follow other things, or look at the political world that we're living in now, what we're seeing a lot of, even in some of the, the, the Christian folk, is people have decided to follow after another god. And what has happened is, instead of saying what Yahweh Adonai says, and I'm going to follow him, and I'm my emotions uh, are, are going to be dictated by him people have decided that they're going to follow someone else be it I'm going to follow Trump and whatever he says do I'm going to do it and because of that that political nuance begins to overtake the spiritual and then sorrow and misery follows someone says Well, I'm going to follow a political party well I'm a democrat till I die no matter what I'm going to do that and when I follow that when that becomes my God be it Republican, be it Democrat, be it uh, an ideology, be it a mindset, anything that becomes a God in our lives, that's not Yahweh. That's not Adonai. The only thing that can come from that is sorrow, suffering, pain, and misery. It's the only thing that can come from that, especially for those who have claimed the name of Christ. And so David said, I'm looking out and I'm seeing two groups of people. I'm seeing people who have made Yahweh their Adonai, and I see people who have made something else or someone else their Adonai. And their decisions that they make and their temperament is based on who their God is. When you see things that happen, when you see people and how they react to things, it's a direct reflection of who their God is. My reaction to things, what's happening in the world, what's happening in my life, what happened with my family. My reaction to things is a direct reflection of who my Adonai is. Because if your Adonai is Yahweh, the Bible says their goodness. Why? Because he's Yahweh. And all the attributes and qualities that come with who God is. But if I, either in my long-term life or even in in, in small instances, maybe I'm good Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but that Thursday, boy, something happened, pops off, and instead of me trusting in Yahweh, Adonai, instead of me positioning myself under him, instead of me getting my guidance from him and my refuge from him, for that one day Thursday at 2 o'clock, I take him off the throne, and I put my fill in the blank as my God. When that happens, misery, suffering, pain is destined to follow. We talk about idolatry, and, 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 and it's a foreign term to us in the 20th century. Is this the 21st century? This is the 21st century, right? Yes. The 21st century. Here in America, in the West, we don't have a lot of idols. Some people might have some stuff in the house. Uh, 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 but back in the day, boy, I mean, there were Baals and Asheroths and, and so many different gods and idols. In our context, an idol is whenever we look elsewhere for what God provides. That thing becomes an idol because we're replacing God with that. That's what David said. They, they The sorrows of those who take another god for themselves will multiply. And so that means that where my strength come from, the word says comes from God. Where does my safety come from? David just said it comes from God. Where does my refuge come from? David just said, for you, I take my refuge. So when we look elsewhere for our strength, when we look elsewhere for our safety, when we look elsewhere for our refuge, when we look elsewhere for relief, I'm stressed out. I need some relief. Let me go. Let me read. Let me talk to. Let me meditate. When I'm anxious, I got anxiety. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I let me let me do this or I read it if you do this or I heard that this was a good thing to do. What I'm doing in those cases, when I don't first go to Yahweh, Adonai, I am looking elsewhere for that. And David said, What will happen when we do that is that sorrows will follow. The Bible says that God is Elohi, my Uzi. That's one of my favorite names for God, because <laughs> it sounds like I got an Uzi. I don't know Uzi's. It was back in the 90s. It was a very popular gun. is an Uzi. Uh, what's the movie? Um, uh, Boy, not Boys, <laughs> Boys in the Hood. But there was another movie Wesley Snipes, Drug Dealer, Pookie. New Jack City. Yes. They pulled up. <laughs> well, it was a long time ago. It's OK. with the Uzis and that was like, oh, my goodness, I wish I could get a Uzi. Um, uh, and that's probably not how you pronounce it in the Hebrew, but it looks like my Uzi. But Elohim, my Uzi, God is my strength. That's who God is. So that means David says I, my strength comes from God. When I go somewhere else for my strength, I'm tired. I can't make it. I'm stressed out. You know what? I don't think I can go another day. You know what? I just Today is just not the day for me. You know what? Uh, I just, it just feels like all hell is broken loose. I don't know what to do. I don't have that energy. I want to give up. Let me, when I go somewhere other than Elohi, my Uzi, my strength, David says sorrow will follow me. Another name for God is Elohim, my case, Lanu. That means God our refuge. When we go somewhere else for refuge. Then sorrow will follow me. God is my king. Eli, Mael Lickie. God, my king. When I think about king, uh, uh, and we think president and president and king is a little different because president can't do whatever he wants to do without immunity. You know, there's some things going to happen to you. Kings, though, can do whatever they want to do (laughs) in a kingdom. It's the king. Whatever the king says, that's a wrap. There's no question. There's no other people to talk to. There's no Congress. There's no Senate. There's no Supreme Court. The king is all of that. And so when we look at that and we say God is our king, that's a a name for God. God is our king. That means that when I go somewhere else other than to God, as who guides, directs, dictates my life, David says, "Sorrow will follow me." God, my helper, Elohim Ozeri, God, my helper. That means that my help when I need help. Ah, oh, I can't. Oh, God, I need help. I need strength. I can't do this. I'm supposed to go to God, who is my protector, who is my Adonai. David says that ensure, make sure. That you are not like that group of people that sorrows followed because they took another God. I will not pour out their drink offerings, he continues in verse 4. I will not pour out their drink offerings of blood, and I will not speak their names on my lips. What's what's happening is those people were following other gods, they were sacrificing to those gods. David said that I'm not going to partake in what they do because I know where that leads. We as believers, we as followers of Christ have to make the distinction. Where do I go? Who do I turn to when I need strength, a refuge, a king, an avenger, a defender, safety, protection, refuge, stronghold? Am I like those who don't go to God? He said, I won't do that. I won't participate with them. I won't do what they do because, verse 5, Lord, you are. Are my portion and my cup of blessing. You hold my future. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. This is written while David was in the middle of turmoil and struggle and stress, and his life was on the line. People were trying to kill him. They wanted his heartbeat to stop, okay? And so the entire army of a nation was trying to stop his heartbeat. In the middle of all this, David said, Lord, you are my portion and the cup of my blessing and you hold my future. How could he be so, I need a good word, calm? I guess that's good enough. How could he be so calm? How could he look to God in the middle of what he was going to? When I look on the news, I look, on the, I look outside, I see political unrest. I see social unrest. I see health unrest. Uh, 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 we see all this stuff going on. In the midst of this, the scripture says that I'm supposed to have my confidence in Yahweh, my Adonai. And I have refuge and protection in him. They've said, Lord, you are my portion and the cup of my blessing. Um, when I think about portion, I think about, at, at our home, we have what I call the celebration dinners. You've heard of them before. A celebration dinner is when there's rice and then there are beans. All of, off the bat, it's a celebration. Okay? For celebration dinners, that's when the cola champagne comes out. And only... For celebration dinner you can't pull it out for anything else it's got to be when there are rice and there are beans and so there are rice or beans and then there's chicken and there's totones and i love when the totones are so thin like razor thin like you can almost see through them and they have just the right amount of salt on it and so so you have the chicken and the totones and then you have the rice and the beans then you are allowed in my house to pull out the of champagne because what we have is a celebration dinner when i know it's a celebration dinner coming I don't eat for the entire day. Okay. I, I, it, was, it was Christmas time or, or Thanksgiving, and I know there's going to be rice and there's going to be beans and there's going to be razor thin totones. I don't eat for the whole day because I'm waiting for my portion. Okay? And I, so I, my stomach starts hurting, I start getting a headache. Headache? Chill. Because <laughs> we are about to throw down. And what happens is my wife, she cooks the food, and then she makes the plate. And my plate... You make sure that it has the right amount of rice on it, okay? You want to, your rice-bean ratio is very important for this meal. It's very important, okay? You don't want to have too many beans. This is crazy. Now you eat beans. You know what I'm saying? You want the rice and then the beans. And there needs to be an unlimited amount of totones. There has to be. Why are there only seven totones here? What's the problem? At least 20 to 25 is what we're looking at per plate, okay? Per plate, because there's a lot happening right now. Okay, this is the portion. This is my portion. When I smell that and I sit down and eat, and that plate is put in front of me, it's like, woo! It's a celebration. David said that you are my portion and the cup of my blessing. That word there says, And when he says the beautiful inheritance, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. That word has the idea that God has given something directly and specifically to me. Lord, you are my portion and my cup, my portion and my cup. That's my celebration dinner right there. Okay. David says that, God, I get what I need. My portion just enough for me and my cup of blessing. That is what you give me, God. Not only do I have that, what's directly given to me, the Bible also says the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. That means that God has customly, that's not a word, but customly mapped out my portion. So I have my specific portion that he's given to me and my cup. And I also have an area that he has mapped out. He put some boundaries up and he mapped them out. And he says, listen, here's your specific blessing, your specific cup, your specific portion. Oh, no, by the way, all this part is yours, too. And the Bible says that when he says that it's beautiful inheritance and indeed it's a beautiful inheritance, that indeed that beautiful has an idea that it's custom made, that it looks good on me. You ever had a custom made suit or dress? I think I had one once. Actually, it wasn't even custom made. I went and they measured my, my legs and stuff. So it wasn't all the way custom. But when you get a custom suit, that thing fits on you crazy. It looks like you woke up in it. It looks like you didn't have a suit on. Like this is not a custom made right here. This is a go to JCPenney's and grab something because you went to D.C. for a meeting at work and you forgot yours at home. So grab one and hope it fits. It doesn't, as you see. So up really tight. Right, if I do this, it's just, it's just all tight. So I gotta be careful what my hands do. That's why I'm doing a lot of this motion right here. Right here. You see, one is a little long. It's not, it does, it's not custom made, is the point I'm making. All right. But when something is custom made, okay, they take and they measure everything and say, okay, shoulders, neck. You buy a shirt, I have a problem buying shirts because I have a, a big neck. And so the shirt that fits everything else, I can't button it. Luckily, this is an extra large shirt. So it doesn't fit anywhere else, but the neck works, (laughs) hence the jacket. So you can't see where it's not fitting, but the neck is comfortable and I can breathe. David says that, God, you have custom made my blessing. That means it's made for me. That means it looks good on me. It fits perfectly. In the midst of, trying, uh, of struggle, in the midst of struggle, in the midst of misery, in the midst of pain, in the midst of unrest, in the midst of craziness. And notice, all these things are things I can't control. David could not control what was going on with him. And all these things that are going on that I can't control, David said, my Yahweh, who is my Adonai, I look to you. I line it with you. I look to you for all those things that I need in my goodness And David said, God, you have custom made a specific cup, portion, and boundary lines for Olu. It's mine. You can't have my blessing. That's a whole other message. (laughs) But it's for me. And it looks good on me. Why? Because Yahweh is my Adonai. The Bible goes on to say, Verse 7, I will bless the Lord who counsels me. Even at night when my thoughts trouble me, I will always let the Lord guide me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Even in the midst of all the things that are going on. David said, I will bless the Lord who counsels me. Where do you get your counsel from? Where do you get your ideas from? Where do you get your direction from? Where do you get your, ah, I don't know how to, I don't know what to, I really could use some. Where do you get your advice from? David said, I will bless the Lord who counsels me. That's where his counsel's from, the Lord. Where do we get our counsel from? Well, if we are over here and we've made Yahweh our Adonai, that means I go to the Lord for my counsel. Where do I find it? I find it in his word. I open God's word and I say, OK, God, I need help with and I read his word and everything that he wants me to know. The Bible says that his word is good for direction, for instruction, for reproof, for correction So the word of God is for that. And so I get my counsel from the word of God. I get my counsel from prayer. I go to God, God stuff. I fall on my knees and say, God, I need help with this. God, I can't do this on my own. God, I'm stressed. God, I'm tired. God, I'm anxious. God, I'm frustrated. God, I don't feel like moving on. God, I need you. God, I don't know what to do in this situation. God, I go to God for my counsel. I go to the local church. The Bible says that God has set up. God is a, uh, Christ is ahead and the church is a body. The, rep- the, the responsibility of the church is to be Christ here. God has set up a government inside of a church with the responsibility to govern the body of Christ. That's how he set it up. And so I go to the church. I fellowship with believers. Those people that that David said earlier, those ones who have made Yahweh their God. Not those who uh, follow other gods, but those who made Yahweh those gods, those people of nobility, of greatness, of worthiness. Those are the people I fellowship with. That's why it's important. That's why uh, uh, the Bible says, do not forsake the fellowship of one another because this is where we go for counsel. The body of Christ. I talked to my brothers and sisters. Hey, man, help me out with this. Hey, man, can you pray with this? Hey, I need some help with this. This is why I go for counsel. David said, I will bless the Lord who counsels me, even at night when my thoughts trouble me. Now, that threw me off a bit because you think about all the things that he said. God is my God. You, My my Yahweh is my Adonai. You protect me. I take refuge in you. All my good comes from you. Uh, 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 I look to you for my portion. you you mapped out a blessing that fits me perfectly. I'm all good. And then he says... At night, when my thoughts trouble me, I said, wow, even though David understood that God was Yahweh and God was the source of his strength and God has given him his blessing and his portion and his goodness, even with all that, David says, sometimes at night, my thoughts trouble me. And I thought about myself and us as the body of Christ because we are here. Even though we know all the things, sometimes we do get into those points of times, so our low points, those dark nights—not necessarily at nighttime—but just just thinking that 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 idea there, that even at nights when my thoughts trouble me, sometimes trouble me. Sometimes, even though we know all of this, sometimes it still hit us hard. Sometimes we go through those moments where it's like, ah, yeah, I know, I know what the Bible says, I know what God says, I know what see. Like, but Right now, it's just. It's just rough. Right now it's hard. Right now I don't know what to do. Right now I'm confused. Right now it hurts. Right now it's painful. David says that I will bless the Lord even at night. So when those thoughts come, when those troubled thoughts come, what's my response? David said, when you go through those hard times, when you're laying in bed at night and it's rough, when you feel like giving up, when you feel like I can't do this no more, when you feel like I'm, I'm at a loss, I don't know what to do. David says that at that time, at that moment, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord. That's when I will reach out and bless the Lord. That's when I will reach out and worship God. That's when I, you know what? I'm having a hard time. My thoughts are getting away from me. It's time to worship Let me pull out the Bible. Let me follow me and pray. Let me sing some songs to God. Let me remind God who he is and remind myself who God is. That is our response at night when our thoughts trouble us. My response is to bless the Lord. I will always, verse 8, let the Lord guide me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. When I look at that, no matter what's going on, the conditions of the world, conditions in my life, my health, my friendships, what I see on the news, those things don't determine my thoughts. Those things don't determine my direction. Those things don't determine my stance. Look what he said. He said, even when my thoughts trouble me, I will bless the Lord. I will always let the Lord guide me. So my direction is determined by the Lord, not by the circumstances in society, not by the circumstances in the, uh, uh, in the political world, not by the circumstances of uh, a disease or sickness, David says that I will let the Lord guide me. Why? Because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. I shall not move. The Hebrew says I poise Yahweh in front of me continually. I thought that was crazy. I poise Yahweh in front of me continually so in the middle of my troubled nights, in the middle of society going crazy, in the middle of sickness and death and all those things, I won't be shaken. I won't be moved. Those things try to rattle us. Sometimes we get rattled by things. You heard some on the news? You see these numbers, coronavirus, all these people dying. Oh man! Ah, oh that's right. I won't be moved by that, because David said the Lord guides me, not the numbers that are going across the ticker on the news. The Lord guides me. He directs me. Why? Because I poise Yahweh in front of me continually. Who's in front of you? Who are you looking at? Who are you you gazing at? When I put Yahweh in front of me, that means he becomes my priority. That means all my priorities run through him. My decisions go to my priority. My outlook go to my priority. How I'm going to react to this Go to my priority. David says, I've put Yahweh in front of me continually. Therefore, I can stand. I will not be moved. I will not be led by. I will not be tossed by. I will not be turned by. My demeanor will not be affected by anything that's going on around me or outside of me, David said, because I have taken Yahweh, my Adonai, and I poised him in front of me continually. And so that's all I'm looking at. That's all I'm focusing on. I see things through his eyes. That's my responsibility to bless the Lord. He said, how do we get this? Bless the Lord for seven and then always keep him in front of me. I will let the Lord guide me. If I would do those things continually, then all those things happen. What happens? Therefore, verse nine, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My body also rests securely. How do you have gladness in the midst of turmoil? How do you rejoice in the midst of chaos? Think about chaos. Think about those pictures. Anybody see those videos of what was happening Wednesday? All people, crazy people with flags and running in and breaking windows and doing stuff over the Capitol. Think about chaos. Okay? Think about that. Think about being in the midst of that, figuratively, and be able to rejoice and be able to be glad, a glad heart, true gladness. In the midst of chaos, that's what's happening around the world, chaos. That was a a small view of what's happening. Unfortunately, those of us who have not put Adonai, God is our Adonai, we live in that world. You look at that, that's crazy. No, that's what we live at. Those people, the Bible says that sorrow is following them, it's because they don't have Yahweh as their Adonai. And so what we saw Wednesday is their life 24-7. In the midst of all of that, David said, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoice and my body also rests securely. We can have a glad heart. We can have a rejoicing being and we can have secured rest body. Once we put Yahweh as our Adonai and make sure that I forever keep him posed in front of me. Why? For you will not abandon me and shield. You will not allow your faithful one to see decay. You reveal the path of life to me. You want to know direction? You don't want to know what degree you're supposed to follow? You don't want know what major you're supposed to do in college? You want to know what house you're supposed to buy? You want to know what person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with? You want to know what decisions you have to make? You want to know all the things the Bible says that you reveal. God reveals. He will show you the path of your life. Remember, this stuff is custom made. He already gave me a custom-made blessing and custom-made boundary. And if I make him my Adonai and I keep him continuously in front of me and I bless him when sorrow comes, he said that I will reveal the path of life to you. In your presence is abundance of joy. That's what I was looking for. That word in your presence is in your face. You ever been in somebody's face? I mean in their face. I mean straight up in their face. You can't avoid me. I'm all up in this. You have to make a reaction because I'm in your face. When you are in somebody's face, that right there, it, 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 you can't see what's going on around with other people. You're not focused on what Jaden doing right now. You're like, why is he in my face? That's the only thing on your mind right now because I am in your face. <laughs> David said. In your presence is abundance of joy why don't you have joy? Why don't we have joy? Why am I concerned? Why am I hiding out? Why am I stressed? Why is there no joy? Why? Because I'm not in his face. Get in God's face. Remember, he's king. You don't ask the king to come to your house. Hey, king, uh, can you come over? Got a question to ask you. No. You get on your horse. You go to the palace. And you request to be in the presence of the king. So you have to get up and you have to go to where the king is. We Talk about God, I want your presence to fall on me. Are you in his presence? Have you gotten up? Have you gotten up and walked to the palace? Have you walked into the throne room? And have you walked up to the stairs and got in the face of the king? That's why God said in Hebrews, come boldly to my throne. I want the presence of God. Well, go. Get up. Be in his face. I have set you Yahweh, continually in front of me. David says in your face is abundance and joy and at your right hands are eternal pleasures. That is my responsibility. That's how I gain confidence. That's how I can ensure that no matter what's happening at the beginning of this year, throughout the rest of this year, that I will be safe. And secure and I will have God's goodness and I will have God's protection and his refuge and I can be joyous and my heart truly that's the the real me can be glad and I can have abundant joy no matter what happens to me in 2021. I can have those things. Why? Because I have taken Yahweh and said, you are my Adonai. You are my master, God. And I have said, I will bless you, Lord. I will worship you, God. I will go to you for counsel. I will go to you for wisdom. I will keep your face continually before me. I admonish you. Let's live 2021 like that. Let's walk around with God continuously in our face. As all my decisions. And everything I do and say and think will be governed by that abundance of joy. And at your right hand are eternal pleasures. God, we thank you for your joy. We thank you for your pleasures, God. We thank you, God, that little folks of no consequence like us, God, who are sinners, who are unholy, God, you've given us an opportunity to have your righteousness, God. You have allowed us, God, as followers of you to come boldly to your throne, to your presence, and to keep you continually in our face. God, I pray that the members of this local church, God, that we will do that this year. we will be examples to the world, God, as we keep you in front of us continually, as we make you our Adonai, God, and as we bless you, God, so our heart will rejoice. As we move forward and that we will be glad, God, and we can be the light that this world needs to see in these dark times. We can be the salt that this world needs to season it during these dark times, God. And we can be the ambassadors that you have set here to turn this kingdom into your kingdom. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Followers of the Way podcast. If you like more information about Followers of the Way Church, visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Church. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash F-O-T-W Church. We trust and hope that you've enjoyed hearing God's Word and how to apply it to our lives. Our podcast is updated weekly, so remember to follow us here at Followers of the Way.